0: What's up, guys? Welcome to episode number 10 of the podcast. I hope you guys had a wonderful Christmas and looking forward to the new year. This episode was actually filmed, oh gosh, probably, I don't know, two months ago um, when my two besties, Sam and Heather, essentially met each other for the first time on a Zoom call and we jumped right into a podcast and let it flow and it was such a fun conversation to bring both ends of my like two you know bffs in this space together um you will get so much out of this we got into a little background on what to do when you're on a journey or looking to you know really take yourself into your own hands essentially your journey and what you can do if other people aren't on that same Wavelength is you. People around you aren't as supportive. We got into the little bit of the deep end of what that could look like and how you could overcome that. And then we really talked about how collaborating with others is so important, especially when you are a entrepreneur or honestly, in any profession, I think that this could make sense, right? Like collaborating with others, you don't have to do everything on your own. I think it's something that we A lot of us fall into because we are strong. For me, I am strong-willed and I'm thinking it might look weak to get help from somebody else or I should know everything. But in reality, I learn more from others and being a student is always my number one. So this is going to be so helpful for everyone, no matter what you do, whatever your profession is. And this is the last episode of 2020 and I just can't wait to see what 2020 has in store for the podcast and just everything moving forward. So thank you so much for your support. Hope you have an amazing day and we will see you in our next episode. But enjoy this. My two BFFs meet each other and we get deep and it's fun and you'll learn so much. All right, bye. Instant thing too. So for both of you, it's like I've been able to open up so easily to both of you and like completely, like Sam has like that personal trainer, like understands like that side of everything. And then Heather's like my, my other side of my brain like I'm <laughs> tapping into more. So to have like both of you, I just feel like this right here is like the power team. It's happening. Actually just saying the same thing.
1: Oh, look at you all with the mics. It's so good to meet you. You as well. How are you? How are things going? I'm wonderful. How are you? Oh, living the dream every single day. Every day.
0: Yeah. Get to hang out with me.
1: That's right. That is the dream, I must say.
0: What did I say though? I said you are like my male heather.
1: You know, I feel that. I feel like our hairstyle is the same. Yes. Like I just kind of... Identical. It's just like the same. It's like a mirror. It's what I'm feeling right now. like a mirror.
0: (laughs) It's so true though. Like literally Heather from day one of us meeting, we talked about it in our last (laughs) podcast. Like we were just like instant vibe, like instant, like this is awesome, you know, blah, blah. And then like when Sam finally opened up like became himself This, you know like this last couple months of us like getting to know each other more like that was like an instant like this is my brother like that was like an instant thing too so so Mm -hmm. our like (laughs) like, our last it's always like not related not married just best friends
2: (laughs) (laughs) maybe you just need your own separate podcast because it's such a good tagline like
0: it's, it's basically Coming, Sam and I's podcast in a way, and then like Heather also like it's it's like me and Heather, me and Sam. Maybe it just needs to be the three of us at all times, and that's what it needs to be. I feel
1: like Heather's the adult. I yes, feel
0: like she's the
1: adult. Yes,
0: <laughs> she is. I'm
2: definitely okay. Definitely. Well, no, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, you're right. No,
1: like 100%. Are you kidding?
2: You know that? Fun fact, no, you Heather. don't. Because people try to be funny aren't funny.
1: That's Actually, I'll give you that too. That's that's accurate for <laughs> Fun sure. Fact
0: about Sam: He, we found out a week ago that Sam used to travel and do stand-up comedy.
1: For real? Yeah, that's true, hundred percent.
2: Oh my god! For how long did we travel and do stand-up?
1: Um, the traveling was only like six months, but like I did it for about two years or so. It was in my uh, grumpier, angstier days, for sure. <laughs> it was definitely like an outlet. Like, yeah. it was definitely like, I'm going to just go up here and say these horribly th- derogatory things that I wouldn't be able to say <laughs> in my normal life. So, like, I have an excuse. So, it was it was fine. It was good. Um, but yeah, That's no, it was incredible. fun. It was, it was a lot of fun, but it was also really horrifying all the time. Just because, like, walk into a room full of people and it's like, okay, make us laugh, monkey. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, I'll do what I can.
2: Well, I imagine you acquired like so many skills that are helping you now. Like, yeah,
1: it just like, ta- like being able to interact with people on the fly, I yeah. think, is a very helpful skill and be able to kind of read a room. Um, yeah. I've been super successful all the time. Sometimes I read one thing and it just wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, all flat on my face. Um, yeah, but overall, it was it was it was quite an experience. Quite an experience for sure. That's
0: amazing, right? He has so Bad many so many layers. <laughs> what I meant to say, like an onion. That's, that's just stinky onion. I'm gonna start calling my <laughs> by... Yeah, he's a
1: sweaty stinky onion right now. <laughs> that's okay. I'll just uh, spit out my protein coffee. That's fine. That's it's all over my kidding. desk. <laughs>
0: like any other podcast I do my intro is obviously lovely and we just get right into the talking and that's kind of what I like this is what I like it's more flowy because I always think like with podcasts that like I don't know like I like when they just get into the background conversation like as if like there's no you know strategic like starting point like it's just kind of like the conversations going and I'm like oh I feel like I'm in the room with them like just kind of like chat, yeah. right so let's intro this by saying that Sam, we just caught Sam off guard. Originally, um, <laughs> Heather and I just planned this last night, actually. I was like, hey, can you, we've been wanting to film or, you know, do another podcast episode together. And I was like, hey, can you do tomorrow, like, twelve 30? Like, that's, like, really the only open time I have. And she just responded back this morning, yeah, works, perfect. So I'm, like, setting up everything and a little issue with my microphone. And Sam had, have has letting me use this awesome looking radio host microphone that I'm using. And I, so I called him and I was like, I don't know, something's not working. I'm like, what are you doing? Just hop on with us and start this podcast. So now I have Sam, who's the the male version of Heather and then Heather, who's the female version of Sam. So (laughs) they are literally my like, the people that sit on your shoulders and they like give you advice in life and they have
1: oh, such an no. awesome,
0: <laughs> <laughs> scary. There's such an awesome balance. And I feel so thankful. Seriously. Like there are people in your circle that you only really, you know, I think I've led a lot of people in my circle over the years and I'm really open and I want to like hug everyone and be like, come into my circle. And then it's like, not always the best idea. to Get like, the
1: hell out of my circle. <laughs>
0: right, then I'm like, get the hell out of my circle. <laughs> but like, Heather has been a consistent member of my circle since we met. And then Sam, like we were saying earlier, has like really, in our episode, Sam, like we talked about you opening up and just really, you know, getting out of like mental lockdown with yourself and how mm-hmm. you opening up has led to so many more relationships for yourself. So- I don't know, want to elaborate on like why it's important to have a circle?
1: Yeah. I mean, you it's being a male in the health and wellness space. There seems to be some sort of a like a stigma around like you have to be an alpha. You have to be like a lone wolf in the world, right? Like but I'm realizing the older I get, the more mature I get, I realize that we can't do things on our own sustainably, right? You can't have this bigger dream of helping more people if you're like a cave troll and you don't like (laughs) working collaboratively with people. Um, And that's something that I have been able to grow into over the last few years, but specifically in the last like six or 12 months or so is, is finding people that help fill the gap in your existence. Really? Like, I met Casey, I mean, years ago, but I really didn't open up to her other than like the last six months or so. And I'm like, wow, my head was so far up my own ass, right? And I I think that this podcast is going to be an awesome opportunity for whoever you have on it to really be themselves, which is so just not the norm nowadays. Everything seems to be like just flashy and like just like, just smoke bombs everywhere, like distractions, and it's just not people being themselves. And I think that that's I'm one of the biggest I pieces of advice I can give. <laughs> <laughs> for
0: your it's entrance. The, it, sorry, I forgot my strobe blades.
1: It, it's but it's it's true. Like one of those it's things so where it's true. like you just have to be you. And I hate to keep saying that because that's the title of this whole thing. But it's a hundred percent accurate, and I I'm living it every single day. Is is when I don't feel, when I feel I'm at my most genuine is when all the good things seem to just happen. And it's like, oh, wow, well, that was pretty easy. <laughs> I just have to get out of my own way.
0: Heather.
2: Mic drop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Heather says nothing on the podcast. She just goes, mic drop, whatever. I mean,
2: I really feel like anything would just be like filler. Like he said it, he said it all.
0: Yeah, he's good. What I tell you, he's good.
2: He's all right.
1: Teamwork makes the (laughs) dream work.
0: But here's the thing, right? Like I was just saying this uh, literally, literally, like- Did you say literally?
1: (laughs) Literally.
0: Literally. Did I say that? Uh,
1: Literally. You're recording this, so we can check it later.
0: Why am I in charge of a podcast (laughs) is the question. I literally can't even say normal words. Talking's hard. Oh. Oh, I can you. No, this is why we love
2: you. <laughs> this is why you need a podcast. Also, Heather did not know
0: this is called a dongle. You, Sam, I told her the story. I told her the story. Oh boy,
1: she's like, oh, is boy. that a
0: Pittsburgh word? I was wait like, no. for those
2: who are listening. Casey is holding yeah, up this
1: for the audio listeners.
2: <laughs> adapter-looking thing that goes to some sort of Apple device, and she told me earlier that it is a dongle. Mm. And I thought mm-hmm. because Casey is from Pittsburgh, and people from Pittsburgh say very strange things all the time.
0: Oh, so do people from New England.
1: Hello. <laughs> literally, literally, I totally literally, agree with that.
0: We know we are very distinct speakers. If you're from New England, are you kidding? Like, oh my god, I love it. Like, I now I'm not using my R's. I'm like OVA come over here like I was joking at first and now I actually say it or but like
2: that's a stereotype I I use my r's
0: right but you hmm. also use the word wicked like that was I do use funny.
2: the word wicked you are right you got me yeah oh yeah, yeah. totally
0: wicked. like we don't I, I thought that was the wicked witch of the west like that's that's what we <laughs> for. like wicked is a witch not even kidding i would never used in any other sentence I digress this is got a dongle what you would call it, like an adapter?
1: I would. Okay.
0: <laughs> anyway,
1: I just shorten it to uh, to dong. Is that appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> do I, do I, do, no. All right. Our friend I think Orlando, we... <laughs> like
0: he shortened it to dong one day. It was the funniest thing ever, ever. <laughs> anyway, okay. So I um interestingly enough when I talked about you both to each other without the other one there and I was explaining like who you were to the other person it's interesting because I I think what Sam had said too about like the stereotype of a male in the fitness industry and there's a lot of stereotypes too I think about females in the fitness industry like I was just talking about that today and how like how it's very different like for both of us I think like things we have to deal with like Women, a lot of times, like being taken seriously, or are they gonna work me hard enough, or are they gonna, you know, like that kind of side of things. And then men, it's like, oh, like, do they, are they noticing me? Or are they just looking in the mirror? Like, there's so many things that I've heard, and I'm just like, God, like, there's so many things we are always facing that, that isn't really true of like who, who we are in this space, right? And so, when I was talking about the two of you t- together, Sam's side of, of tapping into like the mental side of fitness and his like empathy, his like he is such an empath. And now that I've learned that I'm one, which I never, I knew, but I didn't know what the title was, right? And like our connection, we've made Sam through that. It really even like broke a stereotype for me that I didn't realize was in my head. Like when you and I met, I was like, Mm. oh, wow. Like he cares about me on the inside like you know you just need to lay here and breathe Casey and I'm like right that was not what I was expecting right or we're both in teary-eyed talking about things that we both oh, have dealt with Sam almost cried kind of cried like on our That's first true. time walking right
1: That's, yeah literally it was like within like the first like hour I was like oh, okay I'm just gonna yes.
0: breathe <laughs> right and then Heather helps like coach people and find like how to use those tools to be a better you know be a better version of yourself or or move forward with those tools so i think it's just so interesting how you two are very opposite professions but yet mm-hmm. are do, we're doing so much of the same thing heather do you want to talk mm-hmm. about like the overlapping you think of like the mental and the physical because we've talked about that so much, how you and I are like oh. this combination, right? But where yeah. that falls into?
2: Well, it's like you—you you both see it all the time in your profession, right? There are people who will be very successful on the external realm of, you know, losing sometimes hundreds of pounds of weight. But if, but if they aren't willing, ready, prepared, or don't have the tools to deal with the mental and emotional weight that came with that physical weight then they will gain all of it back. So to me, it's like everything is interconnected, mind, body, spirit, holistic means everything is intertwined. And for me, it's like, it all starts with our beliefs, you know, like the foundational matrix that creates our life, the lens through which we see the world is what we believe to be true. And sometimes those beliefs, oftentimes those beliefs, like 95% of those beliefs don't even belong to us. Like what you were talking about, Sam, you know, the, the implicit belief that to be a man is to, to be strong, to be an alpha and to not be vulnerable, to not show one's full spectrum self. Right. And sort of like that deconstruction of that belief and the willingness to transcend your comfort zone and that zone of familiarity and to venture into the unknown of like, oh my God, I'm being myself and okay. Yeah. And how like, yeah. you know, like the awkwardness inside of that, but then it's like a muscle, right? And as you continue practice practicing vulnerability and speaking to the inner circle, it's like with the people who have earned the right to receive that vulnerability, it gets easier and easier. So for me, it's like, if we're not, it doesn't matter what we're doing on the outside, if we also aren't in tandem working with um the beliefs that we're holding about ourselves, the emotional weight and trauma we're holding in our bodies. Um and when we can bring it all together, it's like a trifecta of of magical transformation.
1: Now who's dropping the mic? <laughs> <laughs> I was
0: just waiting for Sam to make a comment before I said anything.
1: Like I wanted to just be like just like just yell and just be like, yeah, yeah. Like, keep, <laughs> like, I was just like, you're, you hype man there for a second, just like internally. Like, I didn't, I didn't express it, but it was there. It was there.
0: Internal hype man. That is I love, love it.
1: I was just like, the the right? I was like, sending <laughs> yeah. the vibes. I'm like, oh, yeah, get more, get more. Right? Throw them out there.
0: <laughs> so it's interesting because Heather is going to school for, and you can, elaborate on this more going to school for therapy and to be Mm -hmm. um to work in that arena and then sam has a master's in counseling so
2: so cool right
0: so but it's so interesting how we all use that mental and emotional work in what we do But how it's such the foundation for what we do, yet three of us do different things, even though Sam and I do more more of the physical side of things. But, you know, it's just so interesting for the two of you, right? So, like, Heather's going to school for this, and then Sam was, you know, already studied that. So maybe Sam can talk a little bit about, like, how that laid the groundwork, maybe, for what you became so passionate about.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's... It's amazing right it doesn't matter what profession that you have if you're dealing with people you're always going to be dealing with whoever they bring to the table and whatever they're bringing to the table with and just their story their history like it all it always matters right it, it's not we're not working in this little bubble of jump nope we're just working on your body today it's like it it's not how that Really works, or it's not how you can have any sort of lasting success with that. Um, I even talking about, like, Casey, with your low back, like, just I work w- with a lot of people with their low back and low back pain. And 90% of my job is to go over their habits and their beliefs <laughs> about where they are, what they do, and what their normal day looks like, right? Because there is a reason, like, your body keeps the score. Your body will 100% show you the things that you're not focusing in on because it remembers. (laughs) You may not remember, you may not think that it's important, but your body's like, hey, uh, yeah, now your back's going to hurt. So there's that. So maybe we should focus on it, right? So even with with Casey, with your lower back, like it, it was less about the physical and more about the mental and emotional aspect of it and just how you move, the energy that you brought to what you were doing all kind of had to be adjusted in order to heal right so that physical mental connection is is just always there regardless of what what you're going to be doing right if you work with people you're going to need to get more comfortable dealing with their whole spectrum of existence right like their whole essence their being their emotions like if someone comes in and they're down in the dumps it's like you're not gonna you have to adjust right like I shocked Casey the other day, but she already knew. She already knew this. Like, A lot of my programming for clients revol- resol- re- revolves around principles as opposed to exact exercises for the day. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. we want to accomplish this thing. Based on who walks through that door, we may adjust how we accomplish it, right? So yeah, no, it, it's it's such a massive component to everything that I do with all of my clients and anybody I kind of work with. And I truly wish that the majority of people that will be working with people should have some sort of counseling background because it it teaches you like how to have a conversation, how to, we went. there was a chapter on active listening. Like I would, I would tell so many people right now to open that book and go to that chapter and understand how to actually listen to people and understand the things that they're saying, but also communicate the fact that you are listening. Right, that Mm -hmm. is such a good skill to have, regardless of what the profession is, and it's it's something that truly blows my mind when people are like, "Oh, yeah, I want to do I want to do personal training," but like, you know what? I don't really like people at all. It's like, (laughs) well, you're you're in a bad profession. Like, you should you should probably adjust.
0: Try being an accountant. Talking to machines all day. You're talking to humans.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So there is. It's just always such a big part of what we do. Because that person we're working with is always going to have some sort of history, some sort of story. And it's like, okay, how how do we best get them to where they want to go based on the materials that we've been given?
2: Now I'm your hype girl.
0: Yes! I know. <laughs>
1: I felt it. I felt it.
0: Yes. So much of what you said, though, I feel like Heather... So Heather, why don't you talk about, like, to piggyback off of that, like, mm. you already had you know, you've already been coaching people for years on the mental and the inner work, right? Like that inner work is the hardest freaking part because Heather for years has tried to tell me you got to breathe, you got to find a comfy (laughs) spot and like just melt with what's around you. And I'm like, but it's Mm -hmm. so fucking hard, Heather. Like I would rather (laughs) deadlift a weight I can't deadlift. And I would try all day. Like it's so freaking challenging. So Maybe just interesting for your take on it, Heather. Like, what after all these years of working with people on the inner work, what led you to want to go to school for 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 counseling and moving forward with that?
2: Yeah. So, what I'm going to school for. So, yeah, to give context to the people who don't know me. Context so, I'm a know? spiritual. Yeah, so, I'm a spiritual life coach and a breathwork facilitator. So, I help people move through. Um, life transitions, trauma, addiction, etc using a lens of spiritual psychology paired with active breathing that really helps to release really stored trauma in the body. So my focus is much more individualistic, which is very much how we operate in the society you know linearly a plus B causes C, whatever or like going back to the origin or the root cause of something. and when I'm actually, um, in grad school for right now is to get my license as a couples and family therapist and so working with their relationship which is more of a systemic theory and so rather than focusing on root cause symptoms, which is m- much of the work that I've done and the work that we do too all together, it actually like doesn't give a fuck about that and <laughs> is more concerned about the relational dynamics and the patterns that you know, for the people who come into your office, keep you stuck because sort of like from a systems perspective, you know, couples, families, individuals, sometimes too, um, with marriage and family therapy, couples and family therapy, partners and family therapy, they come into your office usually because they're in the midst of a life transition and the relational dynamics that they've been practicing together are no longer working and they're just stuck they have all the resources that they need inside of them. It's just like, they don't really know like what to do because it's an ingrained way of relating. And so it's really fascinating to not reject because like everything that I do is amazing and I love it. It just kind of adds a, an extra dimension because if we're, we're focusing on the individual, but then they go back to their family and they're continuing their old patterns, there's like a missing piece there, right? And so like the motivation to change sometimes isn't great enough because they're getting a payoff, right? They're getting a sense of belonging, even if it's a relationship that's not serving them. So it's really, really fascinating because it focuses on intervening at the relational level rather than the intra-psychic level, which is
0: it's so fascinating. I'm like writing, I'm taking notes while we're doing this. Such you're I'm such
2: like, an amazing host, by the way. Like you're um, so awesome.
0: Host. I was like, because I'm such a great coast. Because I met like, I don't know, co-host, but I'm the host. I don't know. You know, go me. Um, but no, so I was just on the phone with my mom and my mom's personal trainer, and you guys know her very well. Heather loves mama cakes, and Sam is now working with my mom, so he is on the mama cakes train. You uh, are. Well, <laughs>
1: yep, you got I it. I
0: think she needs to be on the podcast. That needs to happen yesterday. Yeah, yeah. She's, gonna, she's gonna have no idea how to do this, but we. She's coming into town in two weeks, so we will. Uh, we will get her on the podcast. But I um, was just talking to her, and it's so interesting. This kind of falls into the, the also to the fitness category too of that family versus individual. So I was just talking with her about a client, right? on her end and you know and this happens all the time it's not just this particular person or their situation but even with me when I went to therapy at a young age like my parents had separate like they we would go in me by myself then me and my parents would go in because it was yeah. like how Casey needs support and Casey needs all of these things to be happening at home or else it's not going to stick. Like we're not going to be able to move forward. And also my parents didn't know what to do with me. Like they had no idea. Like my brother had zero anxiety as a child. And then I come through and I'm like, I'm not going to school. I'm not leaving the house. I'm going to control all my food. My parents were like, where, what do we do? And and so they also then learned how to parent me as well as going to strong-willed children classes when they were little because I was so strong-willed how to parent a strong-willed child go me that was no way no way that was before (laughs) therapy happened so we knew where that was headed but um but we were talking about people that want to do better for themselves and they come to the gym and they and they make different maybe food choices to nourish their body and things that they're then they go home and their family is not on the same page and it's not that the family wants to go against that person but when that relationship isn't there all together people have a really hard time following through with wanting to better themselves so is there like something you would say that could be like not that you know obviously we could say go to therapy with your family but that's not always easy for everybody so like what would you say and sometimes it's not possible yeah, what would you say to someone that's maybe like, I want to do this, but when I go home, i I don't have that support, or I don't have that, you know, relationship with the people that I live with. What would be some? And tips
2: do you want to jump in?
1: Yeah, see, it's it's funny because I just um, started an online course slash group uh, called Reathlete. So it's the Road to Reathlete, twenty one days. Drop it's it. Essentially, working on yeah the inside out, right? So the first week is entirely on understanding who you are as a person, right? So it's all about coming up with basically the foundation of what's your why. Why do you want to change your body? Why do you want to facilitate this sort of change of direction of your life, this sort of growth, right? But then it starts to incorporate the people around you. So you start with number one, then you work your way out to that second ring of number two and you start to get them involved you start to have conversations right so a lot of people like you had mentioned before how are the the beliefs right so one of the things about beliefs is that for some of us there's a little bit of a lie in that belief right so with that
0: it's just got really big
1: <laughs> for those but because it's it these beliefs that we keep telling ourselves over and over and over and over and over, and and we're just going on autopilot with these beliefs Mm -hmm. when maybe the people around us just aren't on the same page as what we're thinking or that belief just doesn't exist. Like it's not built around any sort of reality of what the situation, right? Because we spend all of our day in our heads, in our heads, bouncing these ideas around, thinking about the fears, worst case scenarios, whatever is going on. And we develop these stories, these stories that we keep telling ourselves over and over and over. And we live with that. That's in our heads all the time. So we are inundated with these stories and these beliefs. And the people around us don't see that. They don't see the things that we think. They don't see the things that we truly feel on the inside unless we bring that out, unless we share that information with other people or have conversations and really understand what the reality of the situation is if you're trying to lose weight and your family isn't necessarily on board, have you told them that you wanted to lose weight and that you may be eating differently? Like, have you had the conversation? Because a lot of people will always just try to assume things. It's like, oh, they know. Oh, they know. Oh, no. They, they, they know, right? And that can go one way or the other. It can go like, okay, if you assume that they know and they're doing the opposite of what you would you would think they would want to do. Or it, now it develops this whole other story, this whole complicated mess of mm-hmm. like they don't love you, they don't care about you, they don't respect you, and it's like that's that's not the reality of things. Just they just don't know the situation like you do, right? So having those conversations, just sharing what you're doing with your family, with your friends, and if they're truly you you know, they love you as much as I'm sure they do. Like they'll be like, oh, I had no idea. I will love to support you in this venture or in this whatever that you're doing. Right. So I think just having those conversations and not just assuming that they get it because they may just not understand. Heather, you want to elaborate
0: so
2: on that? That's amazing. Yeah. I, that's so good. Yes. Um, well, for the people who don't have family, because I'm one of those people, I don't have, uh, biological family and so uh, most of the work that I've done on my own was a result of the breakdown of that family and so for people who who don't have that I just want to say that I see you and um in a lot of ways you have a major leg up (laughs) because you don't you don't have to experience the resistance from those people um That's just some of my sick humor, but, um, (laughs) but like, you know, at the end of the day, regardless of whether your family or your friends around you support you, it's up to you to take personal responsibility for your life. You are the only one who is going to be with yourself for the rest of your life guaranteed. And if that feels like bad news for you right now, then there's a huge opportunity in that. And you can create that to be good news right now because you know, like Sam was alluding to, you have the power. If you've been telling yourself all of these stories, these lies, I love how you said that, Sam, um, you can tell yourself new ones. And it does feel a little weird and it does feel a little awkward at first because we've trained ourselves to believe that we are not powerful. But if we are powerful enough to tell ourselves shitty stories that give us back pain, then we're really fucking powerful. Mm-hmm. It's just that we've been told that we're not our whole lives. So there's that piece. The other piece is from a systemic perspective is, so I, I would ask like, what is the function of the symptom? And so if it's weight loss, if it's an eating disorder, I'll use myself as an, as an example. So I had anorexia uh, for a decade and, You know, looking back now, the systemic role of that, what was the function of the symptom of my eating disorder? It was to uh, keep my parents from looking at their marriage because it was super shitty and there was a lot of stuff going on at home. It was also a way that I was harboring all of the emotional pain that my parents were very ill-equipped to deal with. And it was a way that I was running it and processing it through my body. And it required me to look at how I was using my eating disorder actually pra- to practice emotional codependency and just being overly responsible for my parents' emotions, carrying that as a relational pattern into every single relationship in my life. And I know that's super deep, but that's how deep this stuff goes. And so I also, from a, from a systemic perspective, a question to ask yourself, to ask if you believe in God or the universe, because there's so much invisible support around you all the time, is what is the function of this symptom in my life? What change can I create? What else is possible? What is so right about this that I'm not getting right now? And what
1: changes can I create?
0: I can't write I feel like this
1: is mic drop volleyball. This is great. (laughs) So good. You're square. Now
0: you're square. Now you're square. (laughs) I mean, like I do, I'm recording it, obviously. There's so many times where I'm like, I want to put these like on YouTube just because it's like, that this conversation I feel like we're just sitting and drinking coffee together and hanging out like that is the beauty totally mm. and that that and to elaborate on that because I know Heather has to go soon but we will definitely be doing multiple parts with you guys because like I said <laughs> this is like my world's colliding in one spot it's a beautiful thing <laughs> um I I will say that while you were talking a couple things popped up but one of them was the belief in the lies, first of all, one, we can all relate to that. Like that hit me. I was like, oh yeah. Because when I was going to Sam for my, for all of these symptoms I was having, I was telling myself a story. And then you throw in that, like, obviously I'm learning I'm an empath and I'm taking on symptoms of other people and I'm putting their story on my physical body. And I'm like, I'm them. Like I became other people Mm -hmm. that that was the belief that I had every minute. My anxiety was in my brain during like the months of not seeing other humans and being left with just my brain. Right. Like I was believing the story and I was building onto the story and every day it was like a new feeling or, Oh, my elbow feels weird. Well now my, my arm's not going to work. And then it was just like, this whole like connection over my whole body. And then to go to Sam and think, Oh, I'm just going to go and work out and get better and do these exercises. Cause I want these symptoms to go away. It was more of like, it was all about the belief that I was putting on myself. And I remember when Sam said to me personally, like, I'm like on the bottom of where I've been in a long time, like depressed. And I'm looking at him and I'm like, I'm not, I just am not going to be able to be a personal trainer anymore. Like I'm my whole life's done because of like one small little you know situation like in my low back I'm like my whole my whole everything's gone there goes all my dreams there goes everything I want to do and he's like he doesn't he's like we got this we're going to do this we got this and that was the first time I felt like this sense of hope and and I was realizing I was putting that that story to my life like I was living a story and a belief and a lie. And that's what it is. It's a lie. And we we believe them so much. And so it's just so interesting. And, and what I was other thinking too, was when people that don't have that support outside of um, them, themselves, right? If they ha- don't have this, if they live with a family that maybe isn't you know, on the same page, or like you said, all the things you said. Like maybe they didn't maybe they didn't communicate it. Maybe they need to have a sit-down. Maybe that's something, you know, but on the other end too, maybe their family or the people in that other those other relationships also have a belief in their head that, oh well, I can't do what she's doing because I don't work out or I don't go to the gym. I'm not a fitness person. I I'm not, I don't do that. Right? And like that's it's a lie because everyone is capable of of you know mostly going to the gym and or working out at home or going for a walk or doing something that requires some type of movement or stretching, whatever it is, like whatever your step one is, we but in our heads, oh, I'm not Casey, I'm not a personal trainer. That's a lie you're telling yourself. Like that's a lie we're saying. I'm not Heather, I don't I'm not a runner. I'm not a whatever, but you could be, you know, and it's like that belief that maybe those relations, those people of their family or whatever have that I'm not like them. So I can't support them or eat like them because I'm not them. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not doing that. And that's, I think, a lie. And I love that you said that because it's a lie you're you're telling yourself. It's a belief Mm -hmm. that you're telling yourself. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) All the spirit fingers.
0: (laughs) Uh, But it's just, I don't know. It just, I'm like bringing all of that together. Right. And, and, and it Mm. hit me and it hit you guys. And it hopefully hits anyone out there. That's, that's listening to this is that, you know, like Heather said, like you can take ownership of yourself and you, and even if the people around you don't, don't have the same beliefs or wants, or, you know aren't on that same page as you, without forcing it on them, most of the time, I feel like when you set an example or when you're you're just focusing on you anyway, and you're like, well, I'm going to do this because I care about myself. And it's self-care and self-love to go take care of myself and to eat foods that nourish my body, but have a balance of things we like, right? So it's like that combination. And then sometimes I feel like that energy around you Starts to pick up and that momentum might shift for the people around you without forcing it on them. And then if it mm-hmm. doesn't, you still are in charge of yourself. And I love that because it's like, who are you left with the rest of your life? Like you, you have to do what is best for yourself.
2: Boom. Love it.
1: Love it. So, Boom, it.
2: love it. So true.
0: Boom, love it. That's and there's such say. a power
2: in like investing in yourself, you know? Like when, when I'm desiring to change or to uplevel in a particular area of my life, I like to find someone who already embodies that quality and stretch myself and get in their energy, pay for their course, buy their thing or whatever. And it doesn't happen all the time. Like, but, um, I think a lot of times too, you know, if we're able to invest and if it stretches, you do it. Like every time I have invested in myself and it felt like something that was a large investment, it stretched me in all the right ways and it paid off so massively and then like the energetic byproduct of starting to surround myself with more people too who embodied that energy because yeah like while we are alone with ourselves a lot of the time and we're the only person we're going to be with for the rest of our lives guaranteed We also, like you were saying earlier, Sam, like we need each other. We need, especially as an entrepreneur, God damn it. We need each other. Like (laughs) we need to like breathe love and and power because there's so much shit that you deal with in addition to the own shit. You like, you are your brand until you have your team. So it's like, you know, it's like, we need each other to be like, yeah, you're fucking awesome. And you've got this, you were born for this, you know, the universe put this desire on your heart for a reason, like go and do it. And so. Yeah. I don't know where I was going with that,
1: but
0: that's exactly, that was amazing.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I just think that in terms of when you're trying to grow and and I I do like the term up level, because that's a hundred percent what we're trying to do on a daily basis. Think of it, think of your just existence as if you're in, this is what I do. And I think of it, it's like, okay, I'm in a square of existence. This is my life the closer I get to the edges of that square, it's like like an electric fence for a dog. Like you you feel that little buzz and you're like, oh, this is uncomfortable. This is uncomfortable. But the closer you get to it, you're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. I don't like this. But as soon as you get over it, now it's uncomfortable to go backwards, right? Now it's uncomfortable to go back where you were. So now it's like, oh, okay, That, that was it. I just have to get to that, the edge of my comfort zone. Keep going just a little bit longer than I want to. And then you break free, and now all of a sudden it's this giant new world that you didn't even think was possible. So that's always one of the things that I, I, I try to convey to people is like, yeah, don't be afraid of the discomfort. Be afraid of just being so comfortable the rest of your life, right? Like, just like, this is fine. Everything just in your little box. Like, that scares the hell out of me. It's like, get, like, get me out of here. Like, I'm just get claustrophobic even <laughs> thinking about it. Like, 100%. So yeah. And that I'll was,
0: uh... be so honest with the two of you, and maybe we can wrap it up here and then obviously be able to do this again because like this is awesome. But um the two of you have totally stretched me and challenged me, and then in the end made me a better Casey. And that's like, and I think it's interesting for someone like myself who is an entrepreneur yet deals with anxiety. Who tends to maybe isolate sometimes thinking I have to do it all by myself, right? And that's something that I fall into because you're throwing in I'm strong willed, you're throwing in I'm an empath, you're throwing in I'm an entrepreneur. Like you're throwing in so many different pieces to my puzzle that makes me sometimes isolate and think, well, I have to do it by myself because I'm an entrepreneur. I have to do it by myself because, you know, I'm strong willed and I got this. Like it's in my head. Oh, it might be weak if I ask for help or, or it's uncomfortable to ask for help. And I think that if anything, the point that I can say that could bring this all together would be that totally stretching yourselves or, or having those, those, the more that I've reached out, right. And uncomfortable as it is, especially to other professionals where, cause like Sam, it was so uncomfortable for me because I'm like, he's going to think I'm an idiot, which you don't, but it's like, he's going to think I'm an idiot because I'm a trainer And here's a trainer reaching out to a trainer, asking questions. And that's very vulnerable for people. And that's why people don't grow their circle because they want to stay with themselves and do it all themselves because they don't, they look, they feel like they look stupid if they ask someone who's doing the same thing as them for help. Oh, it's going to make me look like I didn't go to school for this or I didn't whatever, Mm -hmm. but it all comes down to that belief. Like you said, and those lies, because if I wouldn't have reached out to Sam and been like, Dude, I'm kind of broken and I'm not sure what to do. And I'm a trainer and I feel like I should know this, but I didn't have to know that. And I needed somebody else to come into my circle to make me uncomfortable and to physically actually stretch me and do things outside of my comfort zone, which now have turned into this awesome freaking friendship and like partnership for all of these ideas that we have that just flow so naturally. And I'm like, look, that gave me a stepping stone to start this podcast. With with Sam being like, dude, I believe in you. Let's go. I'll set you up. Here's a microphone. Here's a cord. Here's that we're meeting (laughs) on Friday. Like, and that's also what Heather does with me, though, too, guys. Like, ten, what, eight, nine years ago, I reach out to Heather. Hey, I'm dealing with some stomach issues. You eat plant based. I think I need to be eating a little more that way. At the time, can you help me with recipes? And feeling stupid because I was also blogging about recipes, like how, like I'm yeah. reaching out to someone that's doing the same thing as me, but that also changed my life. Like Heather has stretched me into places that I, is so hard for me to do on my own. And Heather knows this, but it's like when I struggle sometimes, or I'm dealing with something I don't want to face, we like won't talk for a while because I know that she's going to pull that shit out of me. And I'm afraid to face it. Right. It has Love nothing that. to do with her personally. I would be with her every day. But I take
2: when- everything personally, Casey, come on.
0: <laughs> but like when Heather, no, we know that you. like when we come together, like we are, we are going to bring up some stuff that we need to talk about for ourselves. And then we end up helping each other because of it. And Heather, like I leave being with Heather and I'm like, Oh my God, like, I feel like 20 pounds fell off my shoulders. Cause I finally need to talk about it. And Heather can bring that out of me. And if it wasn't for you two, it's like, where would I be? Because there's so many people that we've connected with in our lives that have stretched us out of that comfort zone that now we are better versions of ourselves. And then in turn, helping other people even more because we've helped ourselves. So with that. So
2: good. <laughs> that's, oh, that's, Casey, that's it's so good. It's so true though, because I think I've struggled with that too, of just that feeling of like, this is what I do. This is the work I do within myself. And this is the work that I do with people. Like what's wrong with me for not being able to, you know, fill in the blank. And it's like, in those moments, I forget that, that I'm here to learn and grow. Like, that's what I'm here for. And sometimes I need support. I need someone else. And that is not wrong. It just is like, you know, and, and, and our society has speaking of lies (laughs) has really convinced us to buy into a lie that like the individual is going to like conquer it all. And like Sam, you know, bringing it back to the beginning of what you said is like everything's a team. Like I was just watching the other night, um, my wife and I are running a half marathon. Marath- marathon, marathon? <laughs> half marathon. Are you Pittsburgh? Is that Pittsburgh? <laughs> I am. That- I actually recently <laughs> moved. Um, <laughs> and so we were watching this um, ultra runner documentary, and uh, it was amazing. Like Sally McRae, if you've heard of her, she's such an amazing ultra runner. And she never would have finished that race if it was not for her team, her crew, her pacers. It was such an amazing moment of just realizing like anybody you see as an individual who has accomplished anything in their life, whether it's very loud or behind the scenes, it doesn't matter. It's like there is a team alongside them. It is such a fallacy that we do anything alone. And so I'm with you, Case, and I really, that was such an amazing point that you made because it's so true and we all go through it
0: love it love, love it. you guys I love, I love I you love. so much <laughs> 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 we're the three best friends in <laughs> <laughs> I um so we're gonna cut it here guys and I know you're gonna want more of these two so we're gonna bring them me and all my team me and all my team we are gonna bring them back because they are my team so they're gonna be on here <laughs> and that's what it is um <laughs> seriously there are people we want to interview and do and like and heather's going. oh
1: nailed it, nailed it. Good, up minute. until the end
0: <laughs>
1: real good up until so the end so many
0: people we want to talk to and do i this is the issue it's like my my words come out like mm-hmm. my brain thinks of it I'm like, this is a great thing to say. And then I and then I say it wrong. And then I don't realize I say it wrong because I already thought about it in my head. And I was like, oh, I said it right. I didn't say that. Like, I didn't even notice that I said that. So there's so many people we want to interview and things we I, want to do.
1: I think if you see the recording, my eyes will be like, what? What was that? And then I just was like, no, maybe I heard that is, wrong. <laughs> I did not that. even
0: realize. I'm like talking away. And then I saw Heather laughing. And I'm like, oh, sorry guys i hope that you join us on the next podcast and don't give up on us yet because we are gonna just me and my team we're gonna get better and grow so stay with us on true to you podcast and we'll see you in the next episode